Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where the geeks drink several beers. Yes. Or ciders. Very many. Very many. And discuss geeky topics of the week. Mm -hmm. This week, we're going to bring to you another timely geek topic. But before we do that, folks, it's time to know what you can do first. And that's find us, follow, like, subscribe, comment, all that great shit. At Geek Drink Pod. <laughs> great shit. Just complete honesty, folks. We haven't recorded back-to-back episodes in a while. Yeah. And we've already just drank a pint of beer talking about the fifth element. <laughs> and we're about to finish another 12-er. So, it might get a little... A little sloshy. A little Because we're old, we don't drink much, except when we do podcasts. <laughs> we're very old people. Um, but before we dive into this week's episode, uh, make sure you do give us a follow, like, subscribe on social media at Keep Drink Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, Discord, uh, Cross the Spider Verse, Cross the Spider Verse dot net, um, Silky Spider Girls dot org. Um, <laughs> I didn't think of a good one. For uh, this I had one. a good one. It was uh, you can tie me up with your web shooters. Ooh, kinky. <laughs> um, you can animate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so make sure you give us a follow, like all that good stuff. Um, make us uh, make a make a review. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of this week's and past week's episodes because it helps us get into those ear holes. Yeah. All right, folks, well, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, folks, and this week we are drinking... The Colorado Sunshine Hard Cider. Yes. Mountains of flavor from a juicy hops citra here in Erie, Colorado. The Old Mine Cidery. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked it because it had a cool mustache on the can. It does have a mustache on the can. I yeah. have never had this before, but hey. Yeah, so Hanawara Hard Apple Cider, which I saw that one, with 5280-ish citra hops added. So it's a hoppy Cider. cider. Should be interesting. 7% alcohol. Um, and it's got a really cool logo. Yep. Which we'll take a picture and upload this week. Yep. We're going to start a Facebook album of just what we've been drinking. That that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Here you go. It's a dainty. Oh. That is different. Different? Not bad different. But I kind of like it. It's not as hoppy as my wife had described it. Yeah. Like, it hits you unexpectedly. Because now that it was hoppy, I was kind of like, oh, maybe it'll hit me on the back end. But it, it really was up front forward, and now I don't taste it at all. And your wife just hits you on the back end. <laughs> Adam, what happens in our bedroom stays in our bedroom. <laughs> or on silkyspidergirls.net. <laughs> but, no, it's... Tasty. It's that's how we had our kid, Adam. She tied me up with her web shooters. Ooh, <laughs> Megan. I'm sorry. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, well, now that we have uh, thoroughly got myself in trouble later, <laughs> time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks, this week we are talking about two films. We're going to wrap them up together. Yeah. With web shooters. We're <laughs> <laughs> them up with web shooters. Uh, we are talking about Into the Spider-Verse uh, and Across the Spider-Verse. The Spider-Man yes. animated films from Sony and Columbia Pictures. Um, so yeah, so produced and directed by... Uh, a group. <laughs> a group. I mean, Bob Proschetti, Peter Ramsey directed the first one. Uh, Joaquin Dos Santos directed the second one. They're written by Philip Lord and Christopher Miller, who were part of the solo project originally. That didn't work out. No. So. <laughs> um, but uh, another big name cast in these in these films. Uh, the first film had uh, Shmeek Moore. Or the first both films had Shmeek Moore playing Miles Morales. We've got yes. Jake Johnson from New Girl Fame playing Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Uh, Haley my, my favorite, actually, like, fat Peter Parker <laughs> is true. hilarious. Um, Marcella Ali. Playing Marcella, Uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Uh, hey, hold on. I'm going to put my arm on the shoulder. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing the Uncle. Um, and Uncle Aaron? Prowler. Yeah, Uncle Aaron. Uh, you've got John Mulvaney, Liv Schreiber, Nick Cage. In the first film, in the second film, you've got the same actors, including Jason Schwartzman. Uh, you've got Oscar Isaac playing a big part in the second one. Yeah, he he had a brief cameo in the first one. Yeah, in the post credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, who are you? <laughs> you've also got Daniel Kaluuya, who we talked about in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, also in Judah and the Black Pre and the Black Messiah. Yep, Black Panthers. So, pretty big name cast in these two films. Um, very interesting films. Let's just put it that way. Um, different, but different, but good. Different. Yes. Um, and we'll get into that as we talk about the film in general. But it was obviously an animated film takes place across the multiverse. Um, no connection to the MCU. Except for the fact that it's in the multiverse. That's yeah. it. You get a few things in this uh, previous... Or, like, in the this newest film where you see, like... Oh, yeah, you see Tobey Maguire. You see Andrew Garfield. He's Donald Glover. Donald Glover. You, you see things that pop up, but very much a... Its own story. Yeah. Um... So, animation-wise, very unique style of animation. It's very kind of cel-shaded, 2D, 3D kind of animation. Yes, and even uses um, weird kind of, like, I don't want to call it a filter, but uses a unique kind of shading that makes it look like how they used to print comic books back in the day. And, and that's and really cool. Not only that, but each character from the different parts of the multiverse have different animation styles. Exactly, yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that as we get into the second film a little bit, with each Spider-Man having a very unique style look mm-hmm. in terms of animation, obviously, and, and, and costume and story. Um, so, 
Talk to me, Adam. What do you think about the voice cast of this of these films? Oh, it's it's delightful. Like you got some talent that are able to convey these characters so well. Um, like I, uh, you sit there and you watch like between the first and the second film, you you just believe everything, and it just everything makes sense. And yeah, each Spider-Man has their own unique personality, and it, it's just it it it's perfect. And I'll get into this more in my hot takes, but. I'm like, yeah, I, I just think that they did such a good job with casting each of these individual spider people. They all bring everything to this. Yeah. So, um, what what about you, Matt? Um, you know, I think it was very well done. I mean... The voice actors and the cast, while in some of them you kind of start recognizing the voices, it never detracts from what you're watching. It never exactly. is, yeah. is the focal point of the story. Like, oh, this is Michael J. Fox voicing this character. This is Brad Pitt. You're like, oh, I mean, I know who the actor is, but I really, it's not but overpowering you, but what it, the role is. You kind of get the emotion through. Yes. So... That, that's where I was at. Is is just like yeah, I I watched this and I'm like, oh, this is this actor, and it just influences the character more. Yeah. So. Oh, I agree. Um, so you've got this amazing voice cast and this animation style. Yeah. And Stacked. Then, oh yeah. Cast. I mean, you've got in the first film alone the uh, Liv Schreiber playing Kingpin. Yeah. Great choice. Is it leave or live? I'm going to say leave. Maybe live. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know he is... Leave. Uh, what does that have phonetically yeah. like on here? <laughs> yeah. L-E-E-E-V. So, leave. Leave, yeah. So, leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber. Um... You've got him in that first in the first one playing Kingpin. Playing Kingpin, you've got Catherine Hahn playing Doc Ock. Uh, John Mulvaney is playing Peter Porker, <laughs> my girlfriend's favorite character. <laughs> like, I, like Peter Porker makes a very brief appearance in the second one, but it's looking like he's gonna make a bigger appearance in the third one. But. Uh, yeah, she likes John Mulvaney a lot, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm like, you know, here's a hammer. We'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in the second film, we've got tons of spot roles, spot cameos. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. You've, you've got Jack Quaid. You've got uh, Ziggy Marley. You've got... Daniel Perez, you've got Andy Samberg, Amanda mm-hmm. Steinberg, uh, Josh Keaton, play all these uh, Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Um, Josh Keaton, if you, for you, those of you folks who don't know, he was uh, Peter Parker in the television series in the mid-2000s. You even got the guy who plays Peter Parker in the Insomniac games that are coming out, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 and the Miles Morales story. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, tell me... Does this story work for you as a good departure from what we've seen in the MCU? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> I think I'm I'm not trying to get into my hot takes super early, but I think this is like some of the better Spider-Man stories that we've seen. It's uh this Obviously, is a story that's super heartfelt. It is, and it's also a film I don't think you'd tell non-animated. Yeah. and But it's super heartfelt, super powerful, super character-driven. I just... I'm... I'm I think it's great. And... This is this is the Spider-Man I want to see more of. And yeah, like I said without getting into hot takes, it's just sort of like this is so well done and like seeing Miles as a new character yeah, like you haven't really seen him in a film or correct animation yeah. besides the video games. Yeah, and he's just so interesting and so nuanced. It's it's such a detail that you get developed. out of him. Yeah, especially developed for an animated movie. Real quick, you're getting introductions into him, and the one thing I will say I like about the way they do introductions in this film is they don't do. They do a comic book style, which is kind of fun. It's like, Correct. hi, I'm Peter Parker, and this is this my story, is how and it gives them like little yeah. flashbacks. Yeah, uh, you got the Peter Parker story. You've got, and it even carries in the second film when you've got Spider Gwen um, and her story and her killing her universe as Peter Parker, who becomes a lizard, um, mm-hmm. and her dad hunting her now as a cop. Yeah, um, it's just very interesting and cool how they keep doing that. And I also I'm, spoiler I'm alert, talking. sorry. Um, <laughs> I also like how they do comic book little title sequences in the corner like during the second well, film when the, he's fighting in the first film they did that a lot where yeah. it's just like why are my thoughts so loud in my head and they kept yeah. coming up as like comic book bubbles or whatever you want to talk about but it's like I just I think Miles as a character is so fascinating like Hey, yeah. Multiracial, like, couple. Oh, yeah. He's a Puerto Rican and African American descent. Yeah, and he just is. Yeah, he's kind of like. Doesn't have. Like, at times I feel like he doesn't feel like he belongs to one or the other. And then, yeah, he's just. Like, especially in the first film, like, he's just speaking out. He's just putting up his, like, stickers oh, and yeah. his, his art. It's which just, is very reflective of his suit, too, which is great. Yeah. Well, and I think they 
like ultimately at the end of the first film it's like where he finds his voice he finds who he is yeah. and who he is as Spider-Man is huge um but it's like yeah no I I just love him as a character and as a as a just as a person like like god like you have a this person that has like you do so much with and they do it in these films like they they explore all all, everything and it's like the traditional I guess the traditional Peter, Peter Parker is like oh yeah Uncle Ben dies you got Aunt May blah 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 we yeah. all know how this story goes. And it's great how they talk about that in the second one. Yes. We all have, as Spider-Man, common elements. Either Uncle Ben canon or Aunt May dies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Great that they call them canon. Yeah. A canon event. A canon event. You've got some great tragedy where a police captain dies while they're trying to... And Spider-Man is powerless to save everybody. And he realizes that. Um, in every universe, even Gwen Stacy talks about in every universe... She falls in love with Spider-Man and it doesn't work. Yep. It's just it's cool how they reference that every Spider-Man. Story or she is falls have. in love with Peter Parker, yeah. but it doesn't work out. It's great how they reference that every Spider-Man story has common elements, which is yes, so great because we get that in all the reboots and we've seen it all. And it's one thing I like the MCU did with its Spider-Man was like, hey, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole because you've all seen it. Well, yeah, because it's like I mean. And that was going to be a thing I brought up, but it's like, yeah. Did you did you like the fact that they didn't, like, this new Spider-Man for the MCU? Did they just, like, did you like the fact that they just jumped in and it's like, he's Spider-Man already. And they talked about it when he's talking to his friend, um, Ned. Ned. He's just like, yeah, I got made by Spider. Okay, let's move on. And it's like, thank you, because I didn't need another Spider-Man reboot that Correct. starts off with... I think it was almost funny when they were bringing it up or they're like, this is my story. And it's like, they kind of, everyone has their own origin story. But I think this was kind of a nice little refresh. (laughs) What was nice is in both movies, they had the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man scene. (laughs) (laughs) Except in the new, in the second one, they have thousands of Spider-Men pointing at each other going, me? You? (laughs) You? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. No, it's it's goofy. <laughs> it's In a good way. Very goofy, but we love it. So, one thing I also do like that they, they were staying true to the comics in this one is that Miles Morales has different powers than just any other Correct, Spider-Man. yeah. He can, he, he, he can turn invisible. He's got some electromagnetic kind of pro- properties. The venom. He's, yeah, electrovenom. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a little different and it's a nice little fresh take on this. I also like that they did play into his roots and his heritage that we talked about briefly. Mm-hmm. They aren't afraid to shy away from the fact that he is African American and Puerto Rican. He got a B in Spanish. He got a B in Spanish. Oh my God, that's <laughs> Like I said, we're going to do a well, Chicha Chong one. We do. Um, <laughs> Mexican Americans. <laughs> well, they talk Spanish about... to get a B. <laughs> You've got, um, what's his name? Peter, uh, not Peter Parker, um, 
Oh, jeez. Oscar Isaac's character. Yeah. Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. That he is Irish and Mexican. Yes, I think. Is that his character, but he's... Yeah, his character's Irish Mexican. Yeah, okay. And so when he finds out his name is Miguel, and he's trying to talk Spanish to him. So... Adam, let me ask you this question with, the, okay. with these movies. Yeah, go nuts. Do you think the animation style benefited the combat film sequences? Yes. In both or just... So, first off, like, uh, this was a note I had. Um, the ability to have almost things seem like a one-shot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you know what I mean when I yeah. say one shot? Like, because one continuous take, yeah, exactly. It that feels like that, okay. and it's like, oh, this feels great, and also you're able to show some of the different spider people, like their different animation styles, yeah, animation styles and stuff, and so. Yeah, no, I think the, just kind of that sort of thing was, <laughs> it was beautiful. And to be blatantly honest with you folks, my cat woke me up at three <laughs> in the morning and I finished the movie. <laughs> I finished it at like so, two o'clock this afternoon, so six hours ago. So, but so. It's that, on Netflix, please watch it. It's. Great. It, so this ties into that comment ties into my next question. Okay. So you have Spider Pig. What do you feel about Spider Cat? Oh. Or Spider T Rex. <laughs> spider T Rex was cute. Um, or the Spider Horse. I, spider Cowboy. <laughs> so I told my so my so let's just go back a few notches. Spider Cat. My girlfriend's. A cat person. And but you didn't say your girlfriend's a cat. <laughs> no, she's not a cat. <laughs> My cat's a guy, and he's an asshole. But, um, but no, like the spider cat thing, like where he was like, he hocks up like a, a, a web. Ball is a web. <laughs> that was funny to yeah. me. And being a guy who. Is technically allergic to cats and have been very adverse to having a cat. Seeing that, I laughed my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I have a cat and I love it more than breathing, (laughs) but um, but yeah, no, I just more than anything. eh, It's up there for me. Eh, it's it's overrated. Like, um, you get COVID, you, yeah. you you realize some things are not necessary for life. <laughs> Breathing's one of them. Um, so then you've got Spider T Rex. Spider T Rex was funny, and the just because it's yeah. like what T Rex in a Spider Man outfit. Yeah, and then you've got the, the spider, spider cowboy riding his <laughs> horse. And like, they even said, "Why does your horse have a mask?" So no one knows who he is. Yeah, it's it's just. Funny. <laughs> I like the fact that he shot. He had a gun, and it shot web out of his gun. Yep. <laughs> and it bounced like a bullet. Yeah, it's just. 
I think the Spider-Verse is inherently goofy. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and I mean... Another favorite like, scene is when they think they've cornered him and one of the Spider-Men's like, you've got nowhere to go, kid. And he dies out a window and he goes, sorry, folks, my bad. He had somewhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess, like, my thing I was going to ask you at this point um, is probably the better point to do it, but the live-action Spider-Mans versus this animated Spider-Man. What are your thoughts? I it, it works. And they even had a, a comment, and some people might think of a throwaway comment in in this film. In the second one especially, you've got the, the Spider-Girl who is in a wheelchair, and she even is either chasing him and asks him, she goes, is it just me? Is it interesting how everyone in, who's a Spider-Man has a uses comedy diffused tense situations, mm-hmm. and it's true. Every Spider-Man has that comedic little kind of twerk yeah. tweet to him. That twerk, um, they have that little quirk, quirk. about them that they <laughs> uh, they always kind of use humor in those tense situations, and even in, while they're fighting, they have little quips diffuse. Yeah, and so I think that is great that the live action and these animated ones tie in together very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I even think in this last one, yeah, don't they say like, "Why'd you call me the Garfield?" <laughs> like, yeah, one, and it's like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, it, I think they both complement each other in their own ways, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's a right or wrong on either one. The yeah. animated ones obviously do things that you can never do in live action unless you had an infinite budget. Mm-hmm. If you have a live action one it's got to be a little more grounded a lot bit more focused storytelling because yeah, I even think they mentioned like Doctor Strange in this briefly they we obviously mentioned all those <laughs> like, villains they he's mentioned... the weirdest doctor <laughs> yeah. and it's not even the MCU universe doctor it's yeah. just 1999 yeah um, but then you have some live action thrown in you've got in the background um when they're showing things throughout the Spider-Verse and the common elements, you you've see, got like, Tobey Maguire with Uncle Ben dying. You see um, when Dennis Leary's character dies as a captain of police and he's yeah. Stacy's dad, and that's a common theme. You see Donald Glover. Donald Glover, not even as the MC. Well, maybe they haven't announced it. He's the technically Uncle Aaron, but yeah. <laughs> he, he might be my wreck of the week, but <laughs> I don't know. But it's just funny because he's sitting there and he's like, what's up? Suck. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that, Adam? Well, I I just... I kind of think this is doing it better, like, than the live-action stuff. It's... I think the animation style, everything is just... You have more freedom. Well, you do with anything that's animated. Yeah, but you have... You can do so much more. Well, you can do it with any animated movie or a film, TV yeah. show. Look at uh, Lower Decks, the, the Star Trek animated series. Which I haven't watched. This uh, past gonna... week, past two episodes, were heavy throwbacks to Next Gen. When, in the fact, they're bringing back Next Gen guest actors. Um, and the series takes place 30 years later, but they can do it because it's animation. Okay. And they can do flashbacks or bring those characters back. Mm-hmm. Um, just in case in point with animation, I think you've got obviously a lot more freedom because the 
you don't have to have the budget to do what you want to do Correct. as much. But I think live action, especially with the Spy- the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies and and the Tom Holland ones, for grounded storytelling and for like these heartfelt live action stories, it works. Okay. I mean, so, it's like don't get me wrong, I love you love the Tom Holland ones. Did you just say I love Tobey Maguire? You love you some Tobey Maguire, yeah. He's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, I like the Tom Holland stuff. And I didn't really get into the Andrew Garfield. They were okay for what they were. They were serviceable. Yeah. But it's like, I prefer like... Spider-Man uh, 2. Spider-Man 1, 2... Of Tobey Maguire, like the Sam Raimi ones. Third one, didn't really care for. Miss the Mark. Um, no did, Way Home. No Way... Like, all the Tom Holland ones have... I felt hit... Hit what they needed to hit. They hit the mark. Yeah, they hit the mark where you need. And, um... But, it's like, yeah, these... These animated ones, <laughs> I think have knocked it out of the ballpark. <laughs> like, to be perfectly honest, I... Like, I'll watch these any anytime, anywhere. They're fantastic. Fair so, enough. But, yeah, that's where I'm at, I guess. <laughs> All right, Adam, well, let's dive into some hot takes about these films. What are they going to say this week? All right, Adam, I, you're pointing at me, so I'm going to have to go first. My biggest hot take, and I know we've been talking about how much we like the animation style, but I would say, especially in the second one, some of the animation choices and the backgrounds took me out of the scene, took me out of the moment a little bit. Um, hmm. Like... When Gwen Stacy comes back and her dad is starting to forgive her and they have that great scene and they're hugging it out and they're finally kind of understanding where each other's coming from, but everything is so bright, white, and like watercolor-esque in the background, it distracted me from the moment of the scene. Okay, okay, I can, I can I'll give you that. I disagree. I'm never going to say that you're wrong. I would always say that you're wrong. I know, but (laughs) I thought that sometimes the choice of color when she like throws her mask down and the color palette changes was gorgeous and very powerful to me. In that moment, I I agree with that, but I'm saying like the whole background scene and it's so light colored and white it's hard to distinguish what's going on in the background in it they start blending in it it, it really was just like understood no, hard I, I get to you. focus no i get you maybe because i'm old as shit well i'm older than you matt <laughs> by a month by literally like 34 days yeah we're we're counting it down now <laughs> but 
Um, no, I, like I, I understand. To me, it doesn't bug me. It's a. I almost feel like it is a like artistic choice mm-hmm. for a lot of this stuff, where because especially with Gwen, where you see, I think it was more dynamic with Gwen, especially where it's like this is this color pack like background this is this color background and you kind of see her kind of flip-flopping between like almost her convictions of like oh i want to be a part of the spider-verse and i want to do this but then it's like oh i also want to protect miles i want to do this so that's more where I see it. Yeah. Um, is her confliction also like, she's like, oh, I love my dad and I want to be there for my dad. But then I also know that he hates everything I represent. And so that's kind of what I was seeing with those sequences in this most recent film is just the the dichotomy okay if you will it's just sort of like oh she's very conflicted as a person yeah so that that's all like and again i would never say that like you're wrong yeah i would never say that i would just be like i'm just saying that i think this might be what they were going for. Well, I'm sure what they're going for. I just, as, as me, as the consumer, is like, certain parts could take me away from it. But, I mean, in the grand scheme things, it's still really well done. Yeah, and at, at the same time, it's like, hey, if like, you're the consumer, you're the you're the audience. Art is subjective yes. <laughs> at this point. Oh, so, we, we look at something, we all take our own interpretation so so Adam what is your hot take ooh um do uh, this might be controversial so this is more coming off of the uh this last movie Mm -hmm. that's on Netflix please watch it it's really good to be continued Really? That's what your your issue is? It's not an issue. I'm just more like... Would you have preferred, like, a more contained story? No, because we already knew it was going to be a split into two movies. I didn't know that. Oh, it was announced when they were making this one that they were going to be part one. I I had no clue... So I'm sitting here and I'm just like to be continued and I'm like mother. (laughs) How do you wrap the story up? How do you tie this one together? It's gonna. It would have been a really rushed ending. It would have been a rushed ending. Um, But that's my thing. So to be continued endings is kind of my my hot take. Is just in general, Mm -hmm. like let's put aside this movie like are you okay with that as a yeah movie 
Because it works in it, in comic books, it works because comic books always have that cliffhanger okay. to be continued storyline. So it kind of fit the the style of the film. Gotcha. I I'm just that was my thing. I'm just sort of like, what are your what are your thoughts? <laughs> was my my biggest thing. Okay, fair enough. My I'll give you a second hot take I have on this one. It, Go nuts. It hurts me a little bit during through the film. Um, nothing against the actor, uh, who played the spot, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman, <laughs> but it felt so much like a Ryan Reynolds impersonation. It, it kind of felt a little too goofy. Yeah. And he was very much kind of the Ryan, it felt like Ryan Reynolds Deadpoolish in terms of a little, uh, I'm your nemesis. This is. What, why do you mean we're not nemesis? I'm supposed to, I need to get stronger then. It's just... It's almost like he kind of knew he was... Like, he was a little self-aware. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I do like how his backstory. Yeah. No, he that got he hit. he was the first one got hit with a bagel. He got hit with a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and it became the spot. Um, but really, just for me, it feels like you get that too much in some films and comedy and someone's trying to be kind of that Ryan Reynolds-esque, like, yeah. very fast ad-lib talker who just kind of spouts what's in his brain. Yeah. And Jason Schwartzman's not really known for that as an actor. No, I mean, I guess he kind of did it in uh, Scott Pilgrim a, a little, little bit, bit. but I mean... But, no, I mean, no, I, I get what you mean. I Yeah. I, I'm catching what you are throwing. <laughs> um... So, Adam, as we wrap up this this film, films, not that I want to have this as live action, but name me an actor who would be a good live action Miles Morales. Oh. Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it PJ. Um, I have no idea. I know... I mean, I could say Marshall Ali could be easily in Uncle Aaron. Um, Donald Glover is already Uncle Aaron. Um, Would would it? Would you hate me if I say Jaden Smith? No, I was going to punch you if you said Michael B. Jordan. He's too old. Yep, and just. Too well, too. Yeah. I don't even need someone new, but he's too. You know, you're really good. There's a guy who played Billy the Blue Power Ranger in the Power Rangers reboot movie. Oh yeah, that that sounded great on the mic. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, no, he was he was fantastic, and and um. I recently saw, like, a trailer for a movie called Genie. That looked really good. But, anyway. Um, R.J. But no, Seiler. Okay, yeah. Seiler, sorry. R.J. Seiler. How old is he? 28. Okay. Yeah, he can pull it off. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not going to be, like, the 15-year-old no. Miles Morales. But... It could work. It could work. So, yeah, go nuts. Go, go nuts on 
Go nuts. These nuts? Go nuts on these nuts. <laughs> what is Matt trying to get me to say anymore? You don't want to know. Eh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um... Yeah, but I'm like... Mashallah Ali could totally play Uncle Aaron. Donald Glover could totally play Uncle Aaron. Okay. Um, it's completely possible. <laughs> and then you could still probably have Haley Stanfield play. Oh yeah, easily. Easily. And it's right. just yeah. <laughs> well, that wraps up, folks, our discussion on. Across and into the Spider-Verse. Yes. But now we have to dive into our own verse of Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? All right. So, Adam, my wreck this week. Um, I kind of briefed on it a little bit here a moment ago. The wrap-up in the full season four of Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, It's a fun show. It is not afraid to take itself too seriously and at the same time also realize that Star Trek can be a very serious subject so let's make fun of it at the same time mm-hmm. um, in the finale's episode without giving anything away for those of you who haven't watched it yet they have an entire battle sequence that is almost a shot for shot remake of Wrath of Khan with the music mm. lots of fun um, they bring back a character from Next Gen who is played by Robert Neal, who for those who don't know played Tom Paris in Voyager he played a different character in Next Gen, and so they bring him back, and even the character's like, well, he looks like Tom Paris. No, no, that can't be it. It's, it's, he doesn't have the same eyes. It's just mm. that kind of sidebar humor that makes it irreverent and funny. Okay. Adam, what do you have as your wreck? Well, um, I mean, I just uh, gave you a game called Deathloop. Yes. Um, hope you like it. It's very good. It's from Bethesda. Um, maybe the last Bethesda game that'll come out on PlayStation, but I won't get into that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'd recommend that. And then, um, oh gosh, what did I have? I'm forgetting stuff, but, uh. That's okay. Yeah, no, but yeah, Deathloop is... It's a fun game, kind of an interesting first-person shooter where you you die. <laughs> it's like live, die, repeat. <laughs> Great movie. So, very good movie. That might be a good wreck as well. And we'll, we'll have to we'll get have into to cover that later. Yeah, because that one was excellent. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, Death Loop. Check it out. All right, folks. Well, you heard Adam. Check out Deathloop. All right, folks. Well, this wraps it up. Another episode of Have a Drink Some Geeks podcast. Please feel free to follow, like, subscribe, comment, all that great shit on Geek Drink Pod social media platforms. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Discord. Uh, I forgot where we were. Uh, oh yeah, silkyspiderwomen.net silkyspiderwomen timeyupwithyourwebs.com into the spiderverse.com into the betweenyourlegsverse.net ooh <laughs> that's a new one 
forward slash geek drink pod. Um, <laughs> but thanks, guys, for listening. Make sure you do give us a comment. Let us know what you think of this week's and past week's episodes. That way we get into your ear holes and, and other yeah. ear holes and we propagate our own universe into... Oh God, this is getting dirty. <laughs> we propagate into other universes. Well, just also suggest... Tell stuff. your alternate like, selves. We're we're good to we're good for suggestions as well. Tell oh. your alternate selves and other universes to listen to our podcast. Yes. Force it into their ear holes. Oh, don't don't force anything. Yeah, you just take your headphones and just jam it right in there. <laughs> <laughs> but lubricate first, folks. Lubricate first. Oh god. Alright, folks. Well thanks for listening. Everyone have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. Another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. All content. Copyright. Geek Drink Pod 2023.